Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the following posts on our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlennSmith.com, God's Overcoming Grace for Perilous Times, A Refuge in the Day of My Trouble, Christ Jesus on the Faith You Follow, on Warn-USA.com, Defend Jerusalem, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 78, Patient Continuance, Book of Romans, Part 5, on Sound the Shofar. Trusting Arm of the Flesh, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 77. And you don't want to miss these worn, these WIBR worn radio shows from August 9th through the 11th on worn-usa.com. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Light versus Darkness. Gospel Church Persecuted Christians, Gospel Tech, Artificial Intelligence, Faith at Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah Series, No Peace to the Wicked, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 183 on Battle Lines. And Friday's Down the Shofar, Evil Day Overcomers, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 5. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. And The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America today. You can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Angus and Robertson. You can also get the Rising ebook on Google Play. And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, I can't believe it, but uh, we got our heat back up. Yep, we're in our 90s plus. I'm glad because of the vegetables in the garden. Yeah. They need heat. Well, you need heat, so, I mean, we're in that portion of the season. This is where they're growing, and if it's a little chilly, that's where the sugars increase. So, at any rate, we're doing great here. Of course, the government needs is something to be desired. But uh, other than that, we're doing okay. And uh, the world is in chaos. One of the first things we're going to cover, um, we mentioned this before, but uh, this is a ministry that we've been associated with for quite a long time, Bibles for the Mideast. Uh, and uh, they have a, a gal over there that handles the office by the name of Susanna. And she is up in uh, Canada. But you can go to their websites and, you know, pretty much find out things and help them. But Bibles for the Mideast, you know, the problem with this tower is that these poor pastors get out there away from their churches all by themselves. And then these Muslims attack, you know... Anywhere from, you know, 8 to 10 or whatever, you know. And they attacked these guys, in this case, this one guy. So somehow they all figured out what he was. That's horrible. And we see it time and time again. Never ending. So they sent this out, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and we covered it. And so this is another week. We have a week in between shows. Uh, and they ask us to pray for uh, for one of our Bibles for the Mideast pastors, he says, in India. Pastor Sajun. He is recovering from a brutal attack. He had been ministering among Muslims and Hindus uh, in a portion of India near the border with Nepal. And, uh, you know, one thing that they do insist on and that they do try to do, it, it, the ministry is called Bibles for the Mideast. So when they're out there ministering and talking to people, they really do risk their lives to get people uh, Bibles. Yes, they do. So if you want to help them, help this pastor or help them to buy Bibles, then you need to contact these people. 
and uh, BiblesForTheMideast.com. And, uh, and if not, you can just contact us and, and we'll double check the addresses and everything and tell you how to get a hold of them. But um, this on a Sunday when he was ministering somewhere over in this part of India, a mob, a mob of Muslim fundamentalists attacked him, brutally attacked him. And they threw his body, which was lifeless, you know, I mean, and they left him for dead. And, of course, they wanted him to be dead. This is the idea. So they beat him unconscious. Uh, but I like this. The next sentence says, but God, with an exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> I like that. I do, too. Some Christian believers found him lying in the ditch and noticing signs of life. They rushed him to a local hospital. He is in an extremely serious condition. One of his knees are damaged beyond repair. It's going to be needed to be replaced. They probably beat him in the knee with, with something in order to, you know, like throw rocks on him or something. Kick him. Yeah. Step on him. He has a wife and four children. He has his church that he takes care of. And one of his sisters is deaf and mute and lives with the family, so she needs help. I mean, talk about needy, you know. You have yeah. this pastor, and, th and these pastors are not like the pastors we got in America. The, the, you know, they all believe in the gospel, both places, but, you know, India is a tough place. And most of these people are dirt poor. So anything you can do to help, contact them. And so, and uh, the whole issue is that God would be glorified through this uh, horrible thing that happened to him. Yes, and pray amen. for his family and his sister who is deaf and mute. And uh, they also say that they cannot function without the prayer for support of those who help the ministry. And uh, so at any rate, may our Lord uh, be your forever guide, protector, and ever-present help, Susanna for Bibles for the Mideast. And so um, this will be the last time we talk about it, but uh, we do have a number, uh, well, it's a pretty big number of uh, different ministries and things that we tell you about from time to time. And the whole purpose is to get funds and help and prayer for those who are ministering in really tough situations. And so pray for them if you can't do anything else. And if you need more information, go by our websites and leave us an e uh, mail on our contact page. And up front, we're going to be talking about enduring hope, no continuing city. Hebrews thirteen fourteen. for here we have no continuing city, but seek one to come. And, and that is true. Yes, it is. You know, Tower. We look forward to that. You know, there is no doubt when you look at it. Tower and I have been together for a long, long time. And we recently celebrated a big anniversary but the thing of it is, is that when you look at life and how short it really is, and that's why, you know, personally, I've always looked to the Lord because he, 
he uh, died on the cross for our sins. And the thing of it is, he's made a way for us, you know, to join that continuing city that's eternal. And, and that's, that's our enduring Christian hope. This is an article that is found on danaglennsmith.com. You can also find it if you search on warren-usa.com because uh, uh, some of our stuff comes up, you know, they're in different places. And uh, warren-usa.com does have a lot of articles on it, but it has a lot more shows because that's our Warren Radio Network on that one. And uh, on Dana Glenn Smith, it's strictly, you know, we do have some uh, some Warren radio shows because of a recent addition that we were trying out there. Uh, but uh, you can find a few shows over there, and you can find a lot of articles. So uh, our enduring Christian hope resides within the sphere of the provisions of God, plus the fact that God doesn't lie that means, you know, we can be sure of the promises and the provisions of God. You know, there's no doubt we have no continuing city here. I mean, eternal. You know, you can live in a in a town in 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 the world for a long time, but it's not continuing. You may say, well, it's been here for so many hundreds of years. Yeah, well, we're talking about an eternal city where Christ is king and he is the light. So here I am reminded of Abraham. We are to seek one to come. It is the city of God where righteousness dwells. You know, he a lot of those old patriarchs, they knew God and they were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. That's right. And I look for a city whose builder and maker is God, the true and living God. Yes, amen. And in this city of God, righteousness dwells. You're not going to put up with what you have here. You know, we we have people screaming for equal rights all the time. But, you know, the real issue here is that city to come that has true righteousness. And for those living in America, it's true. There's many who live here that have hope in this nation. And I don't blame them. The Apostle Paul was ready to check out of Hotel Earth, and he's already he has, <laughs> to go to his mansion in heaven. Yeah. He said in Philippians that I am in a strait. In the Greek, here is the English transliteration, suneko or strait. He was hard pressed by his desire to depart this world and be with Christ, which was to him far better, but nevertheless, to abide in the flesh was more needful for those who he ministered to. So you're in a strait. You know, if you go through the Strait of Gibraltar or something, you know, you usually have on each side of the water, there's, you know, it's it's narrow. It's it's not wide. It's a straight. You go through it. And uh, in life, we go straight through. 
And, uh, you know, we got to place our hope. You know, there's no doubt my hope is in the kingdom to come and in Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. Because I'll tell you, frankly, this whole world's going to really have a lot of troubles here. Already does. Yeah. It's going to have even more. You know what I'm talking about. The end of days. And, but nevertheless, to abide the flesh is more needful for them. And, you know, Paul was aware of that enduring Christian hope. And that hope is not only to be saved, but to be present with the Lord. That's who you want to be with. And so the apostle reminded the Hebrews, saying, For here we have no continuing city, but seek one to come. And We should all be like that. Yeah, and, and I thank God. So at any rate, to read the article, it's a long article in depth. Go on over to DanaGlennSmith.com and find the article, Enduring Hope, No Continuing City. And uh, read it. Read other stuff on there. Tell your friends about it and share it. And we thank you for listening. You know, I think we got something a little out of order here. I'm going to move one up. So, because that, I put that other one in there, so we're a little off kelter here, but... Uh, Okay. You know, I've already done those two things, so you can do uh, okay. your your thing that you had next. Okay, college professor is a victim. <clears throat> so this um, this comes to us by via faithwire.com. A conservative legal firm is defending a college professor who claims he was fired after university leaders found his teachings too religious. First Liberty Institute recently sent a letter to St. Philip's College in San Antonio, Texas, telling community college officials it was illegal and improper to terminate Dr. Johnson Barkey, a former adjutant professor who taught at the Institute for nearly 20 years. They, um... They called, uh, calling Barkey's view on science and gender widely accepted biology. And that's uh, Keisha Russell, the Council for First Liberty Institute, asked Dr. asked St. Philip's College to reinstate the educator. So the college violated Dr. Barcy, Barkey's constitutional and statutory rights when it fired him, and it must reinstate him immediately. The June 20th letter proclaimed. On the 12th of January, I received an email from the vice president of the department of the sex of the school that that they are doing an ethics violation in investigation on me. So I responded to the email and asked him, "What are the complaints?" Barkey said he was told he would hear from Human Resources, but alleges no one contacted him until. January 27th, when he was given a termination letter. <clears throat> the professor who taught more than 1,500 students about human biology since taking the position in 20, um, 2003 
was left to postulate about the root cause of his firing. In November, he told a class sex he told a class sex is determined by chromosomes Y and X, a biological fact. A few students walked out of the classroom, leading him to ponder whether this was the catalyst of the complaints at the center of his term termination. Barkey's termination letter reportedly referenced grievances filed against him for religious preaching, discriminatory comments about homosexuals and transgendered individuals, anti-abortion rhetoric, and misogenic banter. But Barkey said he was surprised and shocked by his dis dismissal. He's been teaching the same realities about the human reproductive system for two decades, and this is reportedly the first time he had experienced a negative reaction. I've been teaching for that school for the last 20 years and without any complaints, so I was shocked to see that letter. And you can read more of Professor Fights Back on faithwire.com. That's just such a tragedy. Well, it is, and... Because the minority of the people are transgendered or homosexual or want to think that there's more than two sexes. It's the minority, not the majority. And the majority needs to stand up against this stuff. Well, the thing of it is, just because you get a few complaints, that isn't enough. No, it's not. And, you know, on top of that, this is basic biology. It's always been taught. And just because you have a political agenda here, and, and that's what's killed in the country. We're not based on science anymore. We're based on technology and political agendas. That, that's all this is. And, you know, frankly, if you want to believe, uh, disbelieve all basic biology and science, that's up to you. But this guy has a right, you know, to stand up and fight it. And I yes, hope he, he gets does. brought back. I do, too. I hope he wins. But at this rate, even good Christian colleges may not even tell the truth. That's right. You know, because uh, our country's just totally screwed up on this issue. <laughs> As if that surprises anybody. So at any rate, you know, you feel for him 22 years. Oh, and most of those guys work on a special merit basis. And after a while, you know, they get offers and they get to spend their last few years, you know, with the institution, um, you know, in honor and stuff instead of like this. Yeah, th this is no good. No, it's not. Well, we do have a little thing and. You know, this is about, we were going to discuss January 6th. There is one <coughs> defendant, and this isn't about Trump or some of the others, but yet in the same token, what happened on January 6th was nothing less than a trap for everybody that was there. Uh, that was supporting Trump. They they had planned to set this up, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, they planned to charge them all. And they uh, insisted, even to this day, that this was 
someone that tried to overthrow uh, America and overthrow the election, but the election uh, was screwed up. And I've seen tapes, I've seen live tapes, I've heard live testimony from people who were there, and one one of them was from a young man who was in charge of some of this, and and he said that he'd been throwing away thousands of ballots for Trump, and he's not going to win. I mean, that's what he openly said. And so there's a lot of, and you know, for people who are bringing charges against Trump, all these others, uh, this is just absolutely ridiculous. And the fact of it is, the people in charge in some of these countries, in some of these uh, states, uh, don't know what they're talking about. They won't listen to the truth. So we have a mess. So in comes Defendant Edward Jacob Lang. And he's asking the Supreme Court to hear his challenge against one of the 11 charges obstruction of an official proceeding. And in a case that could upend legal proceedings against hundreds of other defendants, and it's all related to the U.S. Capitol riot in January 6th, the obstruction charge could be leveled against anyone who attends a public demonstration gone awry. And that's what the attorneys for Lang wrote and appealed to the Supreme Court. And so, the proceeding for which the charge was brought refers to the event where Congress certifies the Electoral College votes to confirm the president. The charge is nothing less than the weaponization of the penal code to stifle dissent. It sends a terrifying uh, precedent unworthy of this nation's history, Lang's attorneys wrote. Well, the bottom line of it is, is this nation has changed, and they don't care. And so, and Lang's attorney thinks that uh, the Supreme Court could upend the cases of hundreds of defendants. I hope they do. Yeah. And he's been incarcerated for more than 900 days without a trial. That's wrong. So, you know, he talked to, uh, Lang's attorneys talked to Newsweek and to Epoch Times. And so, it just lets you know that there are issues with this, and the only people that are for locking these people up, you know, are a lot of the liberals and a lot of the people who are lawless that are on the streets all the time that are stealing and thieving stuff out of grocery stores and things. I mean, we are a lawless society, and I reject the thought that this America is normal. It is not normal. It is lawless. It is wrong. And you're going to find that out and just give yourself time. Because I guarantee you that justice will be coming. And it's not going to be long in coming. And, you know, you are led by, you know, a plot in, you know, in Biden's administration anyway. And all the stuff he's done so far has been... Uh, just upended the whole thing, uh, you know, everything in this country. So uh, there are a lot of people that's against it, including Democrats. But this is, and it came for one reason, and that reason is America is backslid, America has fallen away, it's not where it should be, and, and we have judgment falling on this country to wake the nation up. 
But I, I just really wonder, Tower, whether or not we've got enough sense to repent and come back to the Lord. I, I don't know. It's, it seems pretty negative out there. I mean, against the Lord and everything. It's daunting. Well, there are some, uh, you know, revivals going on. Yes, we need more. Yeah, we do. And so, uh, you know, I'm a Christian believer. I'm a preacher. You know, I went to Bible college. Tower went with me. <laughs> We've been on this road for the Lord a long time, and we ain't going to change. We're going to preach the gospel. You don't like us to preach the gospel? Tough. We don't care. We're here to tell you what God told us to tell you. And that's what we're going to do. And uh, you think this thing, think you can take it over and, and just do what you want? No, you're not going to be able to. When the American people finally wake up, it may be too late. Because the first thing you need to do is wake up and repent before the Lord. Amen, that's the truth. So, we're in Uganda now. And you know, this is one of the most sad stories. This is called, Till Faith Do We Part. And so Christian faith and Muslim faith clash. And the wife winds up murdered because she became a Christian. And we've got another, I've got another testimony that was on Epoch Times. I think that's where it was. Maybe not. And, and it was uh, the same way, except the husband died. And the wife was able to get away eventually through much suffering with her son. And it just absolutely atrocious how the world tolerates radical Islamists or radical Hindus or radical anybody to slaughter Christians. But the Lord said, the world hated me, it will hate you. So as Christians, we know that. We count the cost. Because we overcame by the blood of the Lamb the word of our testimony and we love not our lives unto the death. We have a hope when we die. And I can guarantee you that a radical Muslim thinks he has hope, but there is no hope. He's lost. And when he gets on the other side, he's not going to find what he wants. And he certainly won't find all them brides in paradise. That's for sure. What we will find <laughs> is a bunch of demons and hell itself. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you the truth as I Believe it to be, I've been taught and I have prayed and I know the Lord and I can tell you that we need some repentance worldwide, not just in America. But the big sad thing of it is, this is not going to stop. In eastern Uganda, July 9th is, is the date for this. And Amina Nafuka, 31, she came from a medical checkup and a visit to a worship service in the capital city. 
And they came, she came back home where her husband, a 40-year-old, had learned of her accepting Christ at church and the relative whose name is withheld for security reasons. She spent 10 days in June in Kampala to treat problems with her uterus, staying with a relative there who had accepted Christ in 2021. While recovering at her relative's home, a pastor visited and prayed for her recovery. Her doctor told her to return in three weeks. The relative accompanied Nafuka on the return, and the relative shared the gospel with Nafuka while staying with her during her recovery. I shared the saving power of Jesus, and she showed a desire to accept and to believe in Jesus, but requested waiting for the day that the doctor in Kapala had given her for a checkup and and thereafter attend the church. On July, uh, July 8th, they returned and they left uh, Nafuka's three children with their grandmother. And uh, the next morning they attended the church and the woman met with the pastor received Christ as Lord and Savior. And uh, they had gone about 100 meters when, from the church when she showed her relative the Bible she, the pastor had given her. and uh, they were surprised when a businessman, a close friend of her husband, uh, his neighbor saw Napuka give the Bible to the relative. You mean nowadays you go to church, he asked. According to the relative, who said Napuka Napuka remained silent as they left immediately. So they arrived back and knocked on the door. Without greeting us, he started shouting at his wife. Why did you lie to me that you were going for a medical checkup and had decided to go to church? She was tongue-tied. He pulled her into the bedroom, locked the door, and demanded that she showed him the Bible. Immediately I heard a loud bang with kicks and slaps. She started screaming and calling for help. I feared for my life and rushed outside the room, shouting and wailing for help. When we went inside the bedroom and found her unconscious with blood coming out of her mouth, she was rushed to a nearby clinic, but soon the doctor pronounced her dead. She was strangled and hit with an object around her neck, around her mouth. That is so sad. And they were looking for him, but he went into hiding. That and, is tragic. Uh, this is just one of the many instances of persecution of Christians in Uganda. And uh, this is from Morning Star News. Now, make no mistake, Uganda's constitution and other laws provide for religious freedom, including the right to propagate one's faith and convert from one faith to another. But the Muslims do not like that. Well, the Muslims make up no more than 12% of the population. I know. Why do they get away with that? Well, they do everywhere we look. Yes. They all do. They can't do that, but they do. They do it all the time. Best thing, if you're going to be doing that, get your kids and get out of there and leave your husband. Otherwise, he's going to kill you. Yeah. Because you've dishonored the family. 
So it's, it's really a mess. Really, really is a mess, folks. So uh, we're gonna, we got one more and then we got yours. Okay, mine's long. And this is from Al-Shabaab in Kenya. You know, I look at these things and I shake my head. I know, that's what I was doing right now. You know, folks, we pray for these all the time. We pray for the believers globally all the time. Every day. And the shedding of blood, innocent blood, that's what you're doing when you're, you, you are murdering, like when that wife got murdered, she was innocent. And that guy has blood on his hands, innocent blood. And the Lord will avenge that blood. So you're along some road now in Kenya. It's early in the morning. And you find out that suspected terrorists attacked travelers along the highways there. One was killed and ten injured. And yet, there's an undetermined number that are missing. So, of course, the first thing you think is they took them out and shot them all. Well, if they're women, they'll take them out and sell them to slave markets, sex slavery. One of the security personnel who responded told ICC, that's International Christian Concern, um, and uh, that's who uh, this news comes from ICC. Uh, and uh, the security guy said, we were notified by the first survivors that arrived on a vehicle damaged in the rear by bullets. We responded, we responded rapidly and a gun battle ensued. We managed to scatter the large group of terrorists into the nearby forest. We thank God that he used the survivors to report to us. It would have been one of the deadliest Al-Shabaab attacks in recent years. Oh. One of the vehicles sprayed with bullets belonged to a local member of the county assembly who was traveling with his wife and children. They were evaluated and taken to the hospital where his wife succumbed to mm. bullet wounds. Yeah, you can't even travel anywhere. No. You know, I remember oh, growing sad. up. Sad, sad. Africa was never like this. You never saw this. You know, almost all the movie stars that we knew at that time, one or another, went to Africa to, you know, hunt big game. They didn't go around killing everybody. They wanted to have a good life. They wanted to be able to earn a living. And when, when you had people coming from America to go there, you know, they're going to spend some money. They're going to help you provide for your family. But see, not today. You Just about anywhere you go overseas, you're going to run into these kind of radicals. And these are also the same kind of radicals that are getting money from Iran to attack Israel. So, you know, we're having a lot of issues all over. This just isn't not in in a few places so you need to be ready if you're not ready for the Lord or ready for 
uh, really trouble, you need to get ready. Because you ain't going to get through this without the Lord in prayer. Amen. That's, it's tough out there. So we're ready for yours now. Okay. There's uh, four different stories here from four different countries. They, it comes to us from BarnabasAid.org. I will keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. That's Psalm 16, 8. In Nigeria, at least 26 people were killed in attacks on Christian communities in Plateau State. Um, the 26 were um, killed in separate attacks by suspected Islamists less than a month apart. 14 people died on the evening of June 13. Among them were 11 residents of, a, of Chishu village who were burned to death when the government set fire to the community leader's house. Another three were killed in, the, in a neighboring village. And on the evening of July 8, at least 12 people were killed in nighttime attacks on two other communities. And um, we want to pray for these Christians in, in Mangu LGA as they process their losses and seek to rebuild their lives. Ask especially that the Lord will comfort the bereaved and sustain the faith of his people in the face of this violence. Pray that our brothers and sisters will know his presence close to the brokenhearted and strengthening their hearts. Ask for divine protection of Christian communities and intervention to end the ongoing violence in the region. And pray for the for wisdom for Caleb Mufwang and other state governors in northern and middle belt Nigeria to respond decisively but sensitively in word and action to the waves of killing. You know, that's that has always gotten me. Why nobody and, and I mean America, I mean the UK, I mean somebody of the nations, you know, you have the United Nations meeting all along. We've got a security council. Why doesn't somebody stop these people from doing this? I don't know. It's disturbing. But they don't. It's like those lives are meaningless. Yeah, that's true. And in Pakistan, the ever-present ever threat to Pakistan's Christians has grown even more severe with the strengthening of the country's controversial blasphemy laws. Pakistan's coalition government has reached an agreement with an, op, with an Islam opposition party that includes classifying blasphemy against Mohammed the prophet of Islam as a terrorist offense. And while the penalty for blasphemy against Mohammed is already death, there has never yet been one carried out. But the government has additionally promised to speed up trials on blasphemy cases. And the TLP had launched a 25 day long march from Karachi to Islamabad 
on May 22nd to call for stricter punishment and speedier trials for those accused of blasphemy. And the TLP ended its protest when the government signed the agreement. And that is not good for our brothers because it, it will be, you know, the, it's, I can't even say it. Well, you but know, anyway. the thing of it is, if you're a Christian, just believing as a Christian it is going to get you in trouble. Because there's no, no doubt. If you're a Christian, there's one Lord and Savior and one God. And that ain't the God of Islam. That's right. And, and Muhammad didn't save nobody. Now whether they like it or don't like it, whether the world doesn't like it, if you stand on the Bible today, your basic beliefs and basic tenets of Christianity could be used against you in this kind of a thing. And yeah. when we look ahead to the tribulation and the mark of the beast, you're going to find out real quickly you know, what it's like. Yeah, so... Because you're not going to have any choice. Nope. So we need to cry out to the Lord on behalf of Pakistan's Christian community and other religious minorities. As their situation becomes even more precarious with the signing of this agreement, ask the Lord to protect his people as these changes lead to greater likelihood of false convictions and mob violence. Pray that the government will give heed to the perspective of Christians and other minorities in the shaping of laws concerning blasphemy. Ask that plans devised against God's people will come to naught as he proves their refuge in distress and that the voice of the ruthless will be silenced. Yes, amen. Yes. In Sri Lanka, three Christians assaulted by extremists in the the first one on June 16th, one Christian, a trainee pastor and church volunteer, suffered scratches on his neck after being beaten by two men. The men also, also threatened to attack the church building. And three days later, two other believers on their way home after a Bible study were attacked by three or four men armed with iron bars and pushed into a stream. One suffered injuries to his head and the other injuries to his hand. And we need to pray for the recovery of the injured, that they will be healed both physically and psychologically from their affliction. Ask the Lord to sustain their, the faith of those beaten, threatened, and intimidated because of their faithful service of Christ. Ask the, that Christians will be free to practice their faith in Sri Lanka and that church buildings and congregations will be kept safe. Well, you know, this is disturbing too. Yes, it is. You know, the bottom line of it is, is that if you can't just walk home from a service, and many times they can't, you know, and, the, and these people that are beating them get away with it every time. Yep. Every time. Almost 100% of the time that we're reporting this, even if they report it and go into the 
the police station, nothing gets done. Matter of fact, many times they're warned not to press charges. Yeah, they try to talk them out of it. And in Iran, more than 50 Christian converts were arrested across five cities. And that was, um, they were arrested by security forces across the five cities in northwestern Iran in the period of July 11th to the 18th. That's only a, a, a week's time, Dana. Yeah. 50. That's terrible. And worship in Iran's majority language, Farsi, is forbidden, as, in, as is any Christian evangelism. Farsi-speaking Christians are typically charged with acting against national security for their activities in unofficial house churches. So we need to pray for an end to this wave of arrest, ask that the authorities will release all those arrested unharmed, and that Christian converts will be able to live and practice their faith in peace. Pray that the Lord will fill our hearts will fill our brothers and sisters with his peace and drive away any fears. Amen. Well, you know, the thing of it is, when you look at all this, you know, these people, you know, they face this stuff all the time. Every day, every day. And they pray. And they believe. And we do see some miracles. But by far, the world is blind to this stuff. And in America, it's about the same way. Because America is blind to what they're doing. You know, when they're teaching our kids what they're doing. America has more problems you could shake a stick at right now. And the people leading the country are wrong. And we're in trouble. Yes, we are. And so I see this as a global problem. And in in every case, you can go right back to politics. And so that other thing, it got going because they marched a long ways to one of the city fathers and got an answer that way. You know... So they march. So if the march don't do any good, then they get violent. See, because over there, and we've already covered this, many times the blasphemy charge is used as retribution against Christians, even yes. when they haven't done nothing. This yes. is a proven fact from what we've uh, covered. So these are the, these are the things. the issues that are faced every day by our brothers and sisters yep that's right and here's another little something I like to go through this comes to us from uh, International Christian Concern they put out a lot of little videos and a lot of, of other things about what is going on at the WIBR Warren Radio 
we see Christians targeted in America today and in Canada. We saw this during the COVID situation. Christian pastors were put in jail for opening churches. In China, America does business with China and and with Biden, he seems to have more connections to China than before, uh, like selling our oil reserves to China and leaving us with hardly any oil reserves. In spite of the fact of what China is doing, they're now working to rewrite the Bible according to their rules and also continue to persecute Christians. North Korea also persecutes and even kills Christians. We find Christians a target of oppression, kidnapping, murder, prison, and more globally. More and more, the persecution of believers in Jesus Christ are facing the worst persecution we have seen. Therefore, at the WIBR Warren Radio, we remind you to awaken to the truth of Christian persecution. Help out prayerfully and with your pocketbook. Every show we do, we try to tell you who sponsors that, who has that. And when I say sponsor, I don't mean money. We don't take any money for this. We do this to cover it. And uh, you can go to these uh, ministries and give them a donation to help them. We wouldn't be covering them if, if they were dishonest. And, uh, you know, a little note that I got from Jeff King of International Christian Concern. It says, Dear Dana, we recently connected with the Christian father and son duo in Egypt. The men run a business together but face extreme pressure from local Muslims trying to convert them. Eventually, the owner of the building got involved. The pair was forced to leave the business. Thanks to your generosity, we helped the business relocate to a new village where the men will have a fresh start. <coughs> Today, they are able to support their family once again without fear of harassment. That's great. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> it is only through your support that this work is possible. We are simply your hands and feet, bringing your gifts to those who need it most. And that's why we, you know, do these shows, to let you know so you're informed. So pray for the persecuted church and, you know, give a donation to some of these organizations. If you don't know who to give to, send us, a, go by our website and send us a message uh, through our contact page. So, that's it from the WIBR. That's what we're thinking right now. And what do we have next here? I don't know if we can do that. You think we can do that? Mm. Or do you want to do yours? Nope. I don't know if we have enough time for either one of them. Yeah. Well, at any rate, so we have, okay. Well, I'm thankful that you, everybody, have joined us whenever you do. 
we love you and we pray for you we always hope the best for you we pray that God I, I always pray every day that God will deliver us all out of the hands of our enemies keep us from the evil the wickedness and the perversions of this world and that not anybody or anything will take us out of his hands and I always pray that God will fill our hearts with his peace and his joy and his hope and his strength and his his love and his word and his spirit that we can follow after him daily and live in peace with him and with the world and and be examples to people out there and to our brethren to encourage them along in this this battle that we face that's right and and i just want you to know we love you dearly we always think of you and pray for you and may god richly bless you and keep you look to the lord in these times he is our hope this world is sinking sand but christ is the solid rock on which we stand so please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, check out our, my latest book, The Rising. When you look for it, you'll find it in most major... You can find it just about anywhere, even overseas. Uh, but go by danaglinsmith.com and we have a little place where you can find and get some more information. That's The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Check it out, get a copy, tell me what you think. Until next time, you know, take care of yourself and your family. And we pray that God will bless you and guide you and keep you and your family safe. We pray also that America would repent that God would heal this land. We pray that the believers overseas would be delivered and that peace would come again. But you see, we know these days. We know what comes. And these are the times of the end. So watch out. Pray without ceasing. Believe God and look for the miraculous. Until next time, Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.